Welcome to the Otterly Podcast. This is episode three. Josh Hart joins us from the Moose Lemoose Center. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, welcome to the Otterly Podcast. I'm Devin Carpack. Megan Martin. And Josh Hart. Welcome. We are back from the Tech Ed classroom basement and right next door, Moose Lemoose program. And that is where we kidnapped, borrowed, enticed Josh from today. Thanks for having me, Devin and Megan. I appreciate it. Yeah. So this is episode three. Three. So I guess, as I said, Josh, this is going to be like question and answer, nothing too hard, but could you introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Um, my name's Josh, and I've kind of lost count of my years at Otter Valley, but uh, I'm somewhere around um, a decade and a half. And, wow. Um, um, so the entirety of that, I have um, been working at the at what is known as the Muslimu Center. Uh, I have three sons, and um, I also moonlight as a professor at Castleton University in the Outdoor Recreation Department, and uh, have a deep love for the adventure of, of our world, but specifically Vermont and uh, Vermont's landscape. Awesome. So I'm, I'm the odd man out here. So we've got two faculty at Castleton and me. So, okay. So as I said, like, it's awesome to have Josh here. This is episode three. Megan, did you have any questions you wanted to start out with? So we, I, I gave him the easy one. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Josh, you were just telling us that you're, you know, you just bought a house. You're moving, you're moving a little bit uh, further north and you were talking about uh, Salisbury School, and that you actually went to a one-room schoolhouse. Yeah, in essence, I did. Um, my parents bought the property that I am now purchasing from them in the early 80s um, and really turned it into uh, kind of a back-to-the-land mecca, if you will. So um, I lived in a teepee until I was probably uh, 10 nine or 10 years old while my parents built a cabin, um, no electricity, et cetera. So that's actually the, the property and um, infrastructure that I'm purchasing now, although today it, it looks very different. And so uh, in those early years, um, the primary grades went to a school on the west side of Salisbury, which truly was one room, although there were dividers, according style dividers. Um, and I have uh, uh, pretty fond memories of it, to be honest with you. I think if you were to bring, and I do bring my, my own sons by there and say, hey, dad went to school there, they, they, they don't believe me. Yeah, that is, that is pretty neat. And when we introduced you on our podcast last week, I said the man, the myth, the legend. And I feel like that's really accurate considering you lived in a teepee for a huge portion of your childhood. That's pretty cool. Do you think growing up um, with your parents and that lifestyle is what, made you who you are now in terms of your love for the outdoors there's no doubt uh absolutely I, I i need to preface that by saying that it really shouldn't be romanticized it was actually really tough um it was tough on us personally but also uh this this idea of of kind of living in this just more like alaskan uh way and assimilating into a fast modernizing world that was around us so that that was hard for not only me but everybody in the family. However, there's no way to, to, to say that I stand alone in what I do today. It's heavily motivated by um, those values that were that were instilled in me in my upbringing. So losing track of the number of years you've been doing uh, moose and also at Otter Valley, 
can you tell us a little bit about the, the history of the program? And I, 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 I personally, I love hearing the stories that you've told, you've shared with me. Um, and I know that you could go for hours, but like, you know, the crib notes version, Reader's Digest. Is that even still a thing? Reader's Digest. Well, around. I know what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, 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 let's see how I can do this. Some of this is probably not appropriate for radio. So um, we'll leave it at that. But all in all, I, I had um, been working in the outdoor ed um, world here in Vermont, um, having gone to college in Vermont and grown up in Vermont. And I realized that I really needed to kind of test my own metal. So I left for um, the Rocky Mountains and then ultimately Alaska, where I worked um, as, a, as a mountaineering guide and an expeditionary sea kayak guide and a backcountry skiing guide. Uh, those are great times, but um, I hadn't seen home for a long time. And uh, so by the time I got home, I was homesick. And, and I kid you not, uh, I, had, I, I kept a journal. I don't keep a journal anymore. I wish I did. But uh, within that journal, I talked about this idea of incorporating concepts within um, environmental sustainability and outdoor adventure in Vermont. I couldn't think of a place where it'd be more pertinent. Um, I'm not a, I, I am saddened to say that my own high school experience was really bad um, and, and, and hurtful. And as I reflect on it as a confident um, and successful young adult, I thought, you know, that, that, that wasn't necessary. Uh, and, not, not to be too critical, but I thought I felt that the scope of my experience in high school was pretty narrow, and it, and it wasn't representative of all the great places that not only I had been, but other other students, I'm sure, were experiencing something similar in different avenues or, or different paths that they chose. So I came back for a wedding. No kidding, that's why I came back. And um, what year was this? Not not to date you, but I just we're we're in like 2000. Somewhere between 2005 and 2007. Okay. Um, and uh, I was approached about Otter Valley and the idea of incorporating outdoor um, education into in some form into the curriculum at Otter Valley. And I pounced on it. Uh, I missed my family. Uh, I had been guiding very high end, at a very high level. I enjoyed that greatly. But keep in mind, I worked with um, extremely wealthy clientele and spectacular landscapes. And um, this isn't really to, to put myself on a pedestal, but I felt like I wanted to do more for my, my world. And, um, and again, in that journal, I, I, have, I have written um, ideas about a curriculum that, that would be in a public school in Vermont. Um, and it manifested. It, it happened. It certainly wouldn't have happened without the incredible support of people that are still uh, in this district because uh, you know certainly at the time uh, this was not even close to the norm this was so far outside the box um i didn't really recognize that given the world i came from but as i've learned to understand education i recognize what a risk that actually was so what was early moose and and how does it compare to today like or, or actually even even just like what is a typical typical day um, in, in your program and, and like what could a student expect in you know I know I know there's upper moose and lower moose um, what could a kid expect in lower or, or upper like what, what's a typical day? oh I guess we can start with with uh, lower moose lamu um, which refers to a, a ninth grade program. Uh, that's a program that's grown quite rapidly uh, to the point where we have over 20 students in it now. Um, 
And I think that the, the definition of that is really three-pronged and one, meaning it's different for me um, than it is for the student and probably different a different definition even for the for the parent which sounds kind of funny but um i think my my chief our chief objective in that ninth grade program is to establish a really positive relationship with learning and recognize that uh a, a student can actually define themselves as just that a student in other words their time at school isn't just something they have to go through in the schedule of their day but it's actually who they are so uh, uh that's coupled with the idea that uh, learning can be fun and um, real learning can be fun, meaning traditional concepts and advanced concepts and academics don't have to be the doldrums. Um, and that, in fact, self-challenge is, is also fun. So the biggest difference is that the curriculum within the ninth grade program is almost wholly bioregional, meaning we literally allow Vermont's landscape and literally the, the landscape that the Otter Valley complex sits on to be our text. Uh, so... We're so, we're so fortunate to have the Hawk Hill complex behind Otter Valley, and that offers a lifetime of learning right there and, and, and serves to be the chief uh, educator for the course. The upper level um, Muslimu, which is the older of the two, um, and there is a storied history there, um, is it's a smaller group of students that recognize that they are going to be challenged in exhilarating yet possibly uncomfortable ways and they these are students that have that are dedicated to the idea of facing adversity and taking their learning to a higher level they recognize that to be a successful moose student goes far beyond uh, simply going through the proverbial checklist but actually again absorbing the information and making it uh, uh, about not only their community but but themselves and, and to, a large, to a large degree, it, 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 it really is attractive to students that potentially, potentially would be interested in a career in, in um, conservation ecology, um, law enforcement in the form of a game warden, environmental law, guiding, forestry. Um, contrary to what I think a lot of people perceive, the, the job opportunities in the environmental front is, is massive and pertinent. And this allows for a real springboard into that for, for high school students. We do, we do work on uh, a biannual curriculum, and it, it, meaning it, it's unit-based, and each unit has an overarching theme that is recreationally based, um, ranging from things like primitive survival to mountaineering to fly fishing, on and on and on. And in, in a non-COVID setting, we have the, the really awesome opportunity to, to go off campus and, and execute the learning that we have while we're literally completely immersed and living in an environment that offers those opportunities. Josh, I have just been so thrilled with Moose since I came to the RNESU district. Um, I, didn't, I didn't grow up in this area. I grew up in upstate New York, but it's a huge farm town. And a part of our graduation standards at my school, it was a public school, was agriculture classes. So we had to take classes very geared towards um, what our town was for, which was mostly dairy farming. Um, and 
fruit and vegetable farming. So I always thought that was so interesting because it allows for students that might not find the traditional route of high school super valuable to find other areas for them where they fit in and where they feel valued. And the themes that are constantly present in Moose, like perseverance and self-reliance, are just themes that sometimes you don't always get in a typical math class or English class. So I just think it's Moose is just such a cool opportunity. Um, how do you hope Moose will grow in the future? Like if you could have your ultimate dream of what Moose could be, what, what would that be? Um, that's an awesome question. I think that for, for one, I think it's kind of already, again, manifested. Um, Vermont is a state that is completely reliant on the tourism industry and specifically the ecotourism, um, adventure recreation tourism. And we're not the only state like that. Uh, there, there, there's, there's obviously a host of them. And so therefore, finding that balance between Recre industrial recreational development um, and sustainability is really difficult. And and I know this comes as edged, and I'll be careful with my terminology here, but I can be frustrated when I see that a, a large part of the job market in Vermont, which encompasses, again, conservation, ecology, recreational, trail management, management et cetera, that, that's a really dense subject. These are well-paying jobs. And unfortunately, I oftentimes see that Vermonters aren't in those jobs. It's not Vermont kids that are there. And, and, and it can be. Um, so we see that, we see that um, within the past decade, Montpelier, Montpelier has become has really keyed into the, the, the power and the value of um, environmental, environmental education, ecological education, and and outdoor recreation. It's no longer an outlier, but literally, it, it's a, it's a steam engine. It's a, it's a driver of the the economy here. Um, so what do I what do I wish for? Um, Many things. Many things, but but I, I think that um, we've already begun. Muslim Moose be very attractive to other schools in the state of Vermont and beyond. And ultimately, it is my hope that the state of Vermont recognizes this subject matter, uh, uh, if you will, as a part of graduation standards, as you mentioned. It is truly bioregional. In, in other words, this is as homegrown as it comes. It's, 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 it's bore out of this landscape. And that's one of the reasons it's been so successful. So um, I really liked the analogy you used of, of your high school experience. And, and I think that in rural Vermont, um, environmental education, ecological education, outdoor education, it appeals to a, a broad, not everybody, but a broad array of um, the people that make up our communities. Yeah, for sure. So I think we're, we're about 15 minutes in and we try to keep these on the shorter set. That was awesome. So I think kind of the last, last word here, I think is, is the best way to put it. Uh, talking directly to the students, like what, do you want to like obviously the whole thing has been an awesome um kind of view into the world that is is muslim and the muslim center and but like you know kind of you, you want to take a second and kind of just i know everything you do day to day is pitching it to the kids because i see how passionate they are how dedicated they are and all the things that they're learning and, and being your neighbor and really an honor to get to know you and and also um uh, uh, seeing the kids grow through the the paddle uh, project that you guys do, um, and just just a little bit, the, I do get to interact with with um, you throughout the day. Um, it's 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 awesome. But do you want to 
close it with like some final words, thoughts, or like, or even just a pitch for the kids. Like, that's a tall. Oh, no, 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 no. You're right. It was a menu. It was a menu. No, no, no. Um, no, I'd love to. I, I think that obviously, obviously, the way in which we assess students. Um, changing with proficiencies, but but through a, a zero to 100 scale, scale is the best we have in the moment. And, and it certainly serves a purpose. And, and, I, and I believe However, in it. However, the recognition that learning, again, doesn't actually just have to be going through the motions or not going through the motions, but rather it can be about identifying um, who we are and what we are. And so I always tell Moose Kids that when you find the passion, when you find the purpose, when you find the drive and when you find the community, the grades come. The grades come. It's, not the it's not the other way around. Um, you can kind of forget about the grades. And then by the time your report card rolls out, you're going to have good grades because you believe in what you're doing, because you're willing to persevere, because you're willing to strive for excellence. And, and, and that's really what we're looking for. The, I think that, that one, piece one piece that's probably really important for both students and parents to remember is that this isn't an outdoor recreation program. Um, that's just, that's the hook. That's the driving force. But the, the concepts within that are comparable to any social studies class or science class, et cetera. So that added layer does give a, a, another skill set, but it gives a palpable reason reason for the learning that's happening. There's nothing that goes on in Musulamu that doesn't have um, an immediate use within our classroom. There's a reason for everything. So therefore, the test, although there are traditional tests, there's a reason we're taking that traditional test. We may be taking that information on that text, test and then going on, on the road and doing workshops for other schools around us, which we do frequently, or we're going on down the river and talking about river hydrology flood mitigation, uh, et cetera, as we're actually experiencing it. So uh, again, the concepts are, are totally palpable. So I don't know if that's what you were looking for, but those are some things that stick out. That was awesome. No, I think that's great. Josh, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and giving us a tidbit on Moose. Super informative. And I think just your passion and the way that you care about students comes across and even today in our podcast. So I really appreciate well, it. Well, my pleasure. Yeah. I don't get to see many people in this uh, COVID age. So great yeah, to see you as well. And and thank you. And that's episode three, Josh Hart. And we will see you in the new year or hear you or I won't, we won't see you, but you know. We hope you listen in 2021. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you. And with that, that concludes episode three. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. And Megan and I will talk to you in the new year. And happy 2021. Finally. Have a good one.